Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. This is Sharks Across Hollywood, and it's fucking Christmas, and this year we're going to talk about, I don't know, the theme we chose was Jack Frost this year. He hasn't been treated that well overall in cinema. Certainly not in the 21st century at all. Yeah, what we had the Santa Claus 3 which I never saw we had Rise of the Guardians which people like I think I don't know I I've never I never saw Rise of the Guardians I am aware it exists but only when people remind me that it exists yeah right so the idea this year I you know I I was like hey we're gonna do that Michael Keaton Jack Frost and then we're going to I can't remember actually whose idea this was and then we're gonna do the horror movie one that came out in 97 and we're gonna like have a little versus thing and be like we're just gonna compare and contrast and all that (laughs) and then you come up and say why don't we do four movies one big fucking episode where we what what do you say the last jack off jacks or whatever (laughs) i wanted to call it jacking through the holidays but (laughs) um no i i googled jack frost because i wanted to um you know i i wanted to find out basically i was trying to find out where it's streaming and if both of them were streaming or just the one was streaming because i know one of them streaming on tubi i don't know about the other one but i was able to find it on dvd for like three dollars so it wasn't a big deal but i was googling it and uh it turned out there's a bunch of movies with jack frost as the title so i just thought hey man let's just go balls to the wall with it And then, so here we are. Here we are. So we're gonna split it up into two episodes. We're still doing four. For uh, these first two, I wouldn't really call movies. These, I think, these are TV movies. Yeah, these are these are made for TV. Father Frost is feature length, so we get that that far. The other one's a Rankin Bass one that's lesser known, but people do still talk about it occasionally. I was aware of that one. I was not aware of uh, Father Frost, aka Frosty, aka Jack Frost. But I have a feeling my ex-wife was because she was raised in eastern europe and this is absolutely the kind of thing she grew up on i haven't asked her about it i wanted to i was going to text her and see if i could get her thoughts on it before we had this uh sit down together but i ended up not having time and she's very busy so she'd just be like fuck you why do i want to talk about that dumb fucking movie anyways you never know sometimes she gets like super excited about nostalgic shit from her childhood and uh she can even put up with talking with me for a little while so russians allowed to have nostalgia she's not russian she's Romanian. Oh, Russians are not, sorry. but Romanians are. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Even if they're not, my ex-wife uh, always bucked tradition, so. which is funny because she's so nostalgic for her childhood. The only thing I like about ch- being a, being a kid like that I remember is that I liked things that I don't like now. Going back and watching all those cartoons from when I was a kid, oh, my, my cartoons were the best. No. <laughs> And, and the, the thing about that is that, no, it's, but cartoons today, kids stuff today is just not as good. I'm like, no, it's different because yeah. we were growing up, you know, 20, 30 years ago, things were different, way different. I do kind of feel like a lot of the TV shows for kids are just like cracked out versions of SpongeBob. Like it gets even weirder. Like SpongeBob happened and then it just fucking took off from there. Well, SpongeBob, I don't think SpongeBob was the genesis of it. Well, I he think didn't start as Ren and Stimpy. It. Well, that, that, but Ren and Stimpy definitely was an influence on SpongeBob, but more than anything, I 
think what influenced the style of SpongeBob, which is just like, it's so heightened, you know, like it's not, it's not that it's just straight up obnoxious, but it pushes the boundaries of obnoxiousness. Like it's still entertaining. I can see the appeal, but it definitely like, you know, the voice and the way every character is over the top. I mean, you have some really, really talented people involved in the making of it, both, both in the production and animation capacity as well as the voice actors they're all very talented people shout out to clancy brown you know as mr, <laughs> mr. Krabs, Krabs and, the classic. and tom kenny is spongebob you know uh tom kenny's hilarious and i'm a huge mr show fan i've been a mr show fan for decades but it's that disney channel thing where everything has to be sort of campy and shouted almost like like it's <laughs> like they're trying to like they're trying to reach through the screen and force the kids to watch with their you know with their performance and not necessarily in a good way most of the time and that's definitely what informed spongebob if you look at it and now granted that goes back for a while like that goes back into the 90s and stuff like that but yeah i think that was what informed spongebob and then spongebob of course is this titanic success it's just gargantuan and everywhere and so now everybody everything wants to be spongebob so consequently everybody you know of course does the idiot thing where they don't understand what makes something good so they just grab onto the superficial shit like <laughs> shouting at the top of your lungs all the time and being as obnoxious as possible and some of the stuff that came out of that was pretty good uh, adventure some time, of it was adventure time as much as i have never really watched that it's a pretty good show for the parts yep. that i've seen it's a good one yeah can't argue with that there i mean there's some there's some great stuff out there there really is but again russians aren't allowed to have fun they get <laughs> Dude, can you imagine fucking SpongeBob in Russian? That'd be weird. I bet it exists. I'm going to go find that later. Oh, uh, it has to exist. <laughs> it, like, it'd be scary. Again, we're going to talk about two, two very, I don't know if they're very different. They're fucking weird, though. Two movies. They're very different. Yes. The first one we're going to talk about is a 1964 probably made for TV movie called Father Frost. And I had to Google a little bit. It is actually based off of a fairy tale called, I don't really morozko i don't know there's a three in the russian word yeah i don't know that i don't know the title of that one I, I can't even guess at the pronunciation of those letters and the the it sounds like the fairy tale is pretty much exactly the plot of this little thing uh, a woman has a stepmother like we were discussing before we started recording everybody has a stepmother and the stepmother is always bad and uh as i was saying uh that's because in the old days it was perfectly fine to shit on stepmothers because they were interlopers and they didn't belong which is very which led my stepmother when i was a child to at one point confide in me i just really want you to like me i don't want to be the evil stepmother <laughs> all i could think while watching this is like what is keeping this dude with this woman because she she has nothing going for her at least like snow white's stepmother was beautiful you know this lady she's not attractive she's not nice she treats his daughter like shit she treats him like shit she doesn't do shit you know his daughter does everything no no she does a lot she yells and screams what? and shit <laughs> what is the redeeming quality that is keeping him here is marriage just that fucking sacred maybe she fucks real good maybe i don't know they sleep in separate beds too he's he's like sleeping up on top of i don't know what the fuck that wall was but we open the thing opens with again that is it the same woman who plays the stepmother doing no. the narration no because they look similar at least in my brain they do i think it's just a i i think they just have very russian features both okay. of them so after she d does the once upon a time this thing's happened i can't remember what she said because i didn't take notes i didn't give a shit because 
Again, professional. Anyways. <laughs> I'm at work right now. Okay, fuck you. Kinda. Pay me and this will be work. <laughs> And then I'll treat it just like my other job. I'll hide and fucking play on my phone instead of doing any of the actual work that I'm supposed to do. Anyways, the movie opens with the with the narrator lady, but then it cuts to like it's like a night for day shot, and it's real weird, and it's dark looking, and we focus on this weird looking girl in her bed, and she sneezes, and everything's blue and washed out. It's kind of creepy. And Marfushka. Marfushka. Yes, I couldn't remember how to pronounce her name. And yeah, you're I right. have I I wrote I wrote I wrote the two names down just so that I would be able. To pronounce them. The stepmom wakes up. I guess that's her daughter. Yeah, because Marfushka is her daughter, and then Nastika is the old man's daughter. So yeah, Marfushka sneezes and the old woman wakes up. And is it just me or does Marfushka look like the bog lord's son from the tale of Sir Lancelot in the Holy Grail? Monty Python in the Holy Grail. (laughs) I haven't seen that movie in so fucking long. But I am going to make fun of her because when they get up, I don't know what the fuck this is. What the fuck is happening? It's really disturbing to look at. The stepmom hands her like a lollipop and it looks kind of like she's devouring some human flesh. I thought it was a blood clot popsicle personally but uh yeah it looks fucking gross and she's sucking on it like it's she never opens her eyes she just goes straight into giving head to this blood clot lollipop what's the nice the stepdaughter's name nastika nastika okay she's real cute she she's a real cute girl we we meet her she's knitting i think or whatever the is that what that is yeah and she's knitting socks from marfushka and then the mom's like you aren't you're being too fucking loud i never taught you to click those sticks together i'm like jesus <laughs> She's yelling her ass off at this girl about being too loud, which is just (laughs) fucking comedy gold. Sounds like my house. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then then she kicks her out and takes her out on the porch where it's like one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. uh, From the shadows. It's very obviously mid the middle of the day. And she also threatens to rip out her ponytail, which is mean. Yeah. I'm guessing it was some it's some sort of like a cultural status thing, you know, like your braid is. Because she ends up buying a fake braid for uh, Marfushka later on when she's trying to sell her off to the uh, to the rich douchebag. <laughs> and after she after she kicks her out, I have to. By the way, this this is going to be one of those things where I have to watch it to remember what the fuck happened. Because I I had a <laughs> I had a pretty good handle on it like earlier today while I was at work, just kind of thinking about it. But now that we're here, I'm like I. I fucking completely lost it. But she gets kicked out of the house, and then there's this cute little dog in a doghouse. He pokes his head out, and then the the stepmom screams at him, and then this weird, like, it was a reverse shot. You you could tell a sped-up reverse shot, and he, like, squeezes his head back into the (laughs) doghouse. I must have been taking notes. I missed that entirely. Oh, my God. And that fucking, that lollipop thing. It's so creepy. They did a lot of those uh, those reverse special effects shots, you know, or like with the with the trees later on when Grandfather Frost is blowing frost onto the trees. They clearly just shook all the frost off the tree and then reversed the film. Oh, my God. Now, I'm just looking at it. This is so fucking weird. Um, She's knitting really fast. What kind of notes you got, man? I'm I'm fucking I'm fucking dry over here. I have no. So she so she. <laughs> Her stepmother is like, you finish those, you finish those uh, socks by morning. Marfushka needs them first thing in the morning. If you don't, I'll rip your ponytail off and, uh, or I'll rip your braid out. And so she's trying to finish the fucking socks. She's just, she's knitting so goddamn fast. It's, it's ridiculous. And then the sun starts peeking up over the horizon and the rooster. Oh, that's right. She said, she said she has to finish them before the rooster crows. So the rooster's like hopping up on, hopping up on the fence post and, and they having this weird staring contest 
contest. She's like, please, Mr. Rooster, don't crow. He's like, well, when the sun comes up, I got to crow. And so she runs over and begs the sun to go back down. And it fucking listens because apparently they live in a geocentric solar system. I think that's what it's called, isn't it? I have no idea. That's smart sciencey stuff. Because if it, if it, if they, if they live in a heliocentric solar system, the sun suddenly dipping back below the horizon like that would mean everyone on the planet would fly back, fly off into space. Oh, is that what happened? I'm looking at that right now. Oh, that is fucking what happened. That she bows to like the sky. Yeah. There, uh, and, oh God. It, it, we can't spend too much time analyzing this shit or we're going to be here forever because the weirdness just is pretty much nonstop on right, this well, movie. Let's talk about our male protagonist here. Yvonne, who lives in a pretty dope looking viking longhouse or whatever you know looks pretty fucking cool from the outside anyway he has the worst fucking haircut i've ever seen in my life and yvonne must be a huge fucking scumbag because he comes out and he's he's like going on a journey and his mother is like emotionally falling apart begging him to be a good person like wow what kind of piece of shit must this guy be for you to have this sort of a reaction to him leaving the house she's like please be good to people please show respect to old men blah 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 (laughs) she's like falling apart i'm like wow he must be a huge asshole and And he is and he is yeah and he he pulls out a mirror and like checks his hair and stuff and then there's some weird bitch dancing (laughs) and singing and he keeps on looking at that fucking mirror this guy looks like prince valiant's ugly brother he's not a handsome guy but yeah he apparently thinks he is and uh or maybe i don't know maybe he was at the time keep in mind this is during the trololo days so you know who knows yeah again 1964 yeah. But yeah, so he goes he goes gallivanting through the woods singing his big Russian songs that I would have liked some subtitles to, I gotta say, because I yeah. feel like they might have been At plot least. relevant. And maybe kind of funny and weird. So the first scene that I really want to talk about, which makes fucking zero sense right at the beginning of his weird his little journey that he's going on he meets these dudes who i guess are thieves the bandits the bandits yeah i thought they were like dwarves or something i thought we were dipping into like snow white territory for a second also it did look like it was going that way didn't it yeah but then they attack him or like kind of hold him up with these big stone (laughs) things and then he he throws them up into the air and they're like when when will they come back and he's like next christmas i don't want to short sell this scene because no, it, it's so much better than that. They it don't is. just hold him up. They encircle him with no violence, mind you. They encircle him. They're all holding like these, the, yeah, like you said, like big rock looking clubs. And and they just go, you're captured. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, now we're going to rob you. So he's like, okay, rob me and drops his bag. And they all run off dropping their weapons, which makes perfect fucking sense they're hungry man they want his bread i think or cheese or whatever the fuck that is i have no idea but uh yeah oh it it should also be stated that uh, before he comes along they're all sitting around plucking flowers going i rob him i don't rob him <laughs> is that what they were he saying beats, i couldn't he even beats hear it. me or i beat him he beats me but they're all repeating the same lines and plucking flowers like even if you believe that that sort of thing works right like like that that's either a a good decision making process or b is some sort of divine guidance from the universe what's the point of 12 guys all doing it at the same time with their own flowers like is is this 
a determination that's going to be made on an individual level. Like three of these guys are going to attack him, but the rest are going to stay back because the fortunes didn't favor them, you know, or like, do all the flowers have exactly the same number of petals? And if so, why are they counting anyway? Uh, it, it's just so nonsensical. <laughs> and then, of course, Yvonne throws all of their clubs into the sky in another magical reverse shot. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. like you said, apparently they go into orbit until the end of next season. And and it gets weirder from there because who <laughs> Who do we meet next? We meet a little mushroom guy, a magic mushroom wizard. Who wants to play hide the mushroom with Yvonne. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He actually does say that, doesn't he? Well, he says hide and seek. Oh, okay. I was reading between the lines. I was picking up what Father Mushroom was laying down. But then I guess he, he fails, but he still gets this bow and arrow set. Because he admitted that he failed. Oh, so, so he's... He's redeemable already, look. He's growing as a person as we speak. And it's only but 15 minutes into the movie. He doesn't say thank you. That blonde hair, <laughs> blue-eyed Aryan fuck. And Father Mushroom calls him out on it and he's like, and I never will, motherfucker. And then he <laughs> runs off. It gets weirder from there. We're, we're <laughs> not done. Incurring the wrath of the Mushroom Fairy. And, like, the first fucking thing he does is kill a bird, which is fine. You need to eat and shit. And he, he gave all of his rations or whatever they are to the to the bandit guys. No, no. He doesn't kill the bird for food. He kills the bird because he sees a rock that says, that has carved upon it, throw a feather into the air and follow it, and there you will find your destiny. So he kills this bird, grabs one feather off it, throws it in the air, and off he goes, leaving the carcass. Okay, okay, you're right, you're right. Because I, I saw him on the wall. But you know what I was doing? I was looking at my phone, like, the whole time the second this started engaged oh my god the second this started i'm like yep i don't feel like it right now so lots of little plot points are going to be fucking missed i thought we were gonna treat this like the consummate professionals we're not told you i'm not you know this is my job i don't i'm not professional at work what the fuck you talking about (laughs) all right so now now the plot actually begins here sort of So yeah i don't know i just i had this thought i had this thought while i was uh right about at this point in the movie (laughs) And I had to write it down. I'm just like, I can see some these these little Russian dudes, you know, the, this Russian director writing this thing and and in the editing bay, just like, oh, man, we are going to fucking own Disney. That guy's got nothing on us. This is the shit. This is the shit. I just had this vision of them in their little, you know, in their in their little Soviet editing bay. Oh, I have to I have to interrupt and take a little detour. I just looked up the actress who played Nastika. She has a very Russian name that I'm not going to try to pronounce, but she's still alive, which is awesome. She is a retired figure skater and ballet dancer as well as an actress, so that's cool. No kidding. I actually liked her in the movie. She was she's she's cute and she did a decent enough job. I'm sure her acting, her performance probably would have been a little better had it been the original audio. But, you know, I mean, you know, it's it's still, it's, you know, it's a, a Russian children's TV show from the 60s, so there's only a certain amount of thespian ship you can expect. Well, that's that's fair that was a nice little detour i'm glad to hear she's doing all right anyways all right she's at the fucking this little lake river creek thing with her dog trying to get water i believe is that is that what she's doing getting water she's watering the stump because her stepmother has told her she has to water the stump until it sprouts flowers so basically you know just fuck you work yeah see see again that's how much i was paying attention to she had to get water right she had to go get water for the family but no, she had to water the fucking stuff. And then, of course, Ivan shows up and he's like, hey, baby, let's get married, which is almost 
almost like exactly r- right like right out the gate yeah no hesitation no he's like hey you will you're gonna marry me right and she's like no you fucking weirdo oh oh that's right we we should probably uh we should probably note that earlier in the movie during his russian song that we didn't understand <laughs> all the ladies were going ivan crazy oh yeah yeah he's kind of a he's kind of a babe magnet it's a little weird and some of them weren't even ugly look at that yeah nastika's pretty pretty cute she is and she's obviously too good for him she's like no dude you're weird you're, <laughs> you're a cocky little shithead and i don't like you also my I, I think she said does she say something about her stepmom will be like no that's not okay undoubtedly i don't remember specifically but yeah story checks out so now he's he's gonna try to impress her and this is actually this this is actually pretty important also it doesn't make any fucking sense but that's okay none of it does he's trying to impress her and he's like i got this bow and arrow look there's bears i'm gonna kill a bear with and then an we arrow. see the famous russian farting bears what I, I don't know if you remember but the sound effects are like <laughs> no. like those are the growling sound effects it was oh, really weird what the fuck that's weird <laughs> but nastika says don't don't kill them don't kill that mom bear she has, she's got cubs and he's like i don't give a shit fuck you I'm, I'm i'm gonna kill it and and you're gonna marry me and shit and then she puts a bucket on his head and she pulls the bucket off and he's a bear uh what this is father mushroom or the the fungal fairy's curse fungal fairy <laughs> that's my that's my punk band <laughs> so yeah he's cursed and it's some of the some of the cheesiest fucking it makes like it would it would be right at home and like planet of the apes and shit that'd be kind of fun yeah it um yeah this is some serious homemade special effects looking stuff here like honestly i've nowadays yeah even homemade special effects are so much better than this by nowadays <laughs> It's delightfully ridiculous looking, though. It is. It is. It's very. It's. It's very fun. You know, like you're not going to scare the kids or anything. It. It just kind of makes everybody laugh. <laughs> and he starts to freak out and just run into the woods. And it, it, eventually, he runs back into the fungal fairy, and uh, the guy's like, "Well, you were a dick to me, so fuck you." So you know, like if you want to, if you want to, if you want to undo this, you got to not be a dick. So he's like, "Oh." okay i'll do a good deed and then he runs around scaring the shit out of people trying to do a good deed for them yeah i you know what i i kind of recommend this for how fucking ridiculous it is oh it's definitely it's definitely worth a drunk watch if you're the type of person who's down for that kind of thing <laughs> yeah i can see why mystery science theater did it yeah and they're probably going to do a much better job than we are but that's okay don't listen to them fuck those guys i definitely want to see their version though me at this too point. let's not tell people that though let's pretend like they don't exist and now you can cut that out and we'll be like well good thing we weren't talking about mystery science theater or anything <laughs> oh there's the mushroom i love his fucking mushroom hat it looks it looks like a sombrero <laughs> Kind of. Fuck. He's like the rejected Mario character. That's what Toad looks like when he gets really old and crotchety and shit. <laughs> I got a level with you. I wouldn't have been surprised to see this guy turn up in Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Oh my god. That's a movie we gotta do. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> trudging ahead with this story <laughs> he's he's running around trying to find good deeds to do for people and he finds this old lady and this old lady can't walk and he offers to carry her to her house and she's like oh you'll carry me all the way home he's like yes where do you live she's like down the mountain and then up the mountain and on the other side i'm like what the fuck were you doing gathering sticks on oh, this far from home you blind dipshit i think there were a few more ups and downs in her little explanation too yeah, it was really far. 
<laughs> that was my thought is like how did she even get here because she's blind that's the important thing she's blind so she can't see his monstrous bare face but he does it he carries her all the way home and then she's very thankful and then he earns the he's apparently oh no no that's right that's right that didn't earn it for him he he's walking back and he finds her walking stick and he's like oh i need to give this to her she'll never be able to get around without it and then the fungal fairy looks in and is like ah now he's good now i can remove the curse and he does and what is the first thing yvonne does when the curse is removed he's like fuck taking this shit back to that lady i got i got a bitch to find oh my god does he really do that god i fucking forgot that (laughs) yikes he immediately drops the stick and is just like i gotta go find nastica before we actually get to that old lady part that he carries up the mountain though we get this real fucking weird scene about it's kind of like the mulan scene where they're setting her up to for the matchmaker only it's creepy and weird oh that was that was there yeah yeah. he he just gave a a coin to that blind uh, to that kid or whatever and then he runs away because oh yeah the the blind the blind quote unquote blind kid yeah and then he's like ah it's a werewolf which was which is pretty funny the ugly one fuck marfushka marfushka but she's got this weird makeup on her face and she's trying to put that dumbass ponytail in and the stepmom's like oh shit nasica's way prettier than you are so i'm gonna fucking put all sorts of weird shit all over her face oh this is at marfushka's request by the way it should be noted that uh marfushka is the one who requests that mother do that oh right because because nasica's too hot and so she she puts like weird fucking makeup on her and, and mud and soot and stuff on her face and ties her ponytail or her braid up in a uh i don't know what those head scarves are called but anyway it's a really ratty ass one and so now yeah she looks like the strangest homeless woman you've ever seen this movie looks unpleasant i don't like it <laughs> It's just the lighting and the clothes and the everything. Yeah, it's not yeah. a pretty movie at all. So at anyway, they're trying to pimp Marfushka out to a yes. to a suitor, and uh, and the guy's like, "Well, wait a minute." The, or the father is like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't want to put all our eggs in one basket. You got another daughter. Let's check her out." <laughs> and they bring her in. They're like, "Whoa, never mind." God, she's such a bitch. I don't like her. <laughs> You're not supposed to. The doggy. I love the dog. And you know what? 1964. That dog's totally dead now. Been dead since before I was born, probably. And I'm older than you. The mother of the potential groom says, well, we should see a demonstration of what a good wife she'll make. <laughs> so they're like, uh, and oh, and the mom's been talking her up, talking Marfushka up this whole time. She's like, she cooks, she cleans, basically giving her credit for everything Nastika does. And she's like, yeah, she does everything, everything around here. Her sister Marfushka, or Nastika is just a lazy bones and sits around all day. So they're like, all right, well, uh, let's see, let's see her make a dinner. This should be easy. Make goose livers. That's whoever this douchebag is trying to marry her's favorite meal is. And the mom goes to called nastica and she's like no no she should do it because uh she's the one who she's the one who's going to be the wife and we got to see if she's going to be a good wife guess what marfushka is fucked (laughs) she doesn't know how to do shit (laughs) and the mom just smacked her in the face with her wet ponytail (laughs) so she chases the goose around trying to catch it and ends up falling in the lake and all her makeup gets washed off and then nastica goes in to rescue her and all her makeup gets washed off and then the guy's like ha ha maybe i should marry nastica it's like i want that one i know hey that's how stuff worked isn't that how you (laughs) met your wife no i met my wife uh we shared a common friend and liked each other and her father fucking hated 
<laughs> that we wanted to get together. Like he was not stoked. Rightly so, by the way. I want to say that. Rightly so. We I was 18 and she was 20. And uh, yeah, we shouldn't have gotten married. He was right to be pissed off about it. Oh yeah, no. When you're 18, 18 year olds don't get married. Get married when you're 30. When you're like a person, you know? If then. You don't ever get married, but if you have to, wait till you're 30. Like, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you absolutely have to get married, at least... 25 is the earliest I could possibly condone it. So what the fuck's going on with Yvonne? Is he, has he broken the spell yet? Okay, like, so yeah. You're the one who's following the story. I, I, I hit the I hit the end of my consistent notes. And, oh, uh, fuck. We're fucked then. Um, I have I have a few more notes, but it, they're not consistent. So he did just grab the stick and he spins around, just spins, 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 and he turns back into a human and the, and the mushroom guy's like, hey, yeah, there you go. And then he does, he sees Nastika across the river for some fucking reason or across the whatever the fuck that body of water is and then she disappears oh it should it should be noted that it's winter now he's been wandering around the woods for an entire season apparently and he's still running around frantically screaming Nastika's name just like Nastika where are you yeah that is some psycho obsessive bullshit this is creepy does he find her i don't fucking no he does not find her so so now we're on the part where uh the stepmom got pissed and told nastika's dad to take her out into the woods and abandon her there oh yeah so you know clearly a little snow white crossover here was that a snow white thing well yeah uh, she told the huntsman to take her into the woods and kill her oh fuck dude but instead he abandons her and lets her live yep he's like all right fine i'm gonna oh was that was was that what the dad was supposed to do in this thing was he supposed to kill her or was he just supposed to leave her somewhere i don't know if he was supposed to kill her or just leave her but whatever the case she was gonna die either way in the middle of fucking russian winter (laughs) well yeah so he leaves her and he fucking takes off well he 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 takes off thinking that he's like you know what no fuck this bitch i'm not dropping my daughter off in the woods to die you know what i'm gonna stand up to her i'm gonna stand up to her and he and he bolts off and she just steps off the oh right she does she, she just steps, steps off. off she's like i can't put him through that i have to like she want to smack this kid like you know there's there's being a good person and there's enabling bad behavior i know right just go go murder your stepmom it'll be fine yeah like seriously just just push her in the lake she's she doesn't do shit she won't be able to fight you you're the one who's doing all the work you got the muscles now i'm just i'm just wondering was it cold for that ivan guy because you know this is not fake winter that they're shooting in right now yeah yeah it yeah i mean it's probably cold as hell it's winter and he's running around looking for nastiga that's it that's all i remember that's pretty much it for the time being i think so now we really have to talk about this next part because what the fuck was I looking at? Okay, so he sees this like giant mound of trees and I'm like, what are there, Ents in this movie now? Is this fucking Lord of the Rings? And there's this house standing up on brick legs. Oh, those aren't brick legs. Those are chicken legs. That is Baba Yaga's house. That's a very very famous, very famous Russian folklore. So that's Baba Yaga. That's the boogeyman? She lives the boogeyman is not Baba Yaga. That was a mistranslation in the first installment of John Wick. Boogeyman's actually got a completely different name in Russian. Baba Yaga is, she's basically like the Wicked Witch. She lives in a house that walks around on giant chicken legs. I first encountered her in the video game Quest for Glory, which uh, I know you're you're too young to have ever played the Quest for Glory series, I'm sure, but it came out for the PC and IBM compatible, excuse me, before it was called PC, and uh, Apple computers back in the 1980s, and that game was was fucking cool 
before its day. Yep, I'd never heard of it, but so, okay, Baba Yaga. I didn't know that if I had, like, some inkling as to what was happening. They, they're doing this weird Abbott and Costello back and forth thing where he's like, turn to me, house, and she's like, why don't you go fuck yourself? House, turn towards the woods. He's like, no, turn towards me. Hey, turn towards the woods. Hey, turn towards me. And it goes on for like an hour. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it it, it gets a little weird, but uh, you know, hey, slapstick, right? Woohoo! I mean, what's his end game? Does he figure he can get a line on Nastika by going to this gal? Is that like, is that what he's thinking from the beginning, or does he just sort of find himself in a in a messed up situation and be like, oh, you know what? Maybe she can help me. Like, did he come looking for her, or did he just stumble across her in the woods? The way I remember it, they don't explain shit. She just happens to be there. And then he fucking finally grabs the house because he gets pissed off. (laughs) He keeps on turning away. (laughs) But it doesn't matter because she beats the shit out of him with a broom. And now they're going back and forth. I could could play by play this shit. It's basically a children's fairy tale about, you know, fooling the witch, which he does. And basically, you know, he fools her into getting into her own oven and then forces her to uh, grant him a wit. I don't fucking know. The the it's... tree monster, the tree creatures do throw him into the house, though. Oh, yeah, that's right, because she, she tells the tree monsters to uh, to attack him, and they do, and then they chuck him in the house, and, and she gets him on her big pizza fucking paddle? pizza. Yeah, pizza. <laughs> what is it? What are those things even called? They're pizza paddles. I'm a sad American boy who only knows pizza. On one of those. <laughs> And he's like, I don't know how to sit on it. So she's like, ah, I'll show you. And guess what happens next? And he pushes her ass right into the oven, which is kind of fucked up. Yep. And uh, he lets her cook for a minute while he takes care of the trees and kicks their asses out of the house. And then he's like, oh, don't whine so much. You're just cooking a little bit. And then lets her out. And then she's like, all right, I'll do what you tell me. I'll do what you tell me. And she she summons a little pig-shaped sled. Yeah. It was at this point in the movie where I looked at how much time I had left and I'm like, seriously, the whole half hour left. <laughs> yeah. At, I, I was sort of feeling that too. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. We're not closer to done by now. It feels like so much time has passed. But, but uh, we finally meet fucking Father Frost, the goddamn namesake of the movie. AKA Jack Frost, but only in the some versions of the title. But I'm holding on to it because this is a Jack Frost Christmas. Jack Frost Christmas. And yeah, you're right. He's doing the thing where he's like, I'm going to freeze the tree, but then I'm going to put all the they just really did shake the fucking snow off the tree <laughs> yep, and then reverse the film high high quality special effects hey man it, it's kind of mind-blowing that uh andre tarkovsky was making films at this time you know he's like he's like the greatest russian filmmaker <laughs> he makes these mind-blowing movies and and he was out there making movies at the same time you know they were making jack frost hey man sam raimi would use that reverse shot stuff to great effect in the evil dead movies though so yes he would yes he would uh, it gives it an unsettling feel that's like supposed to be there in those movies i feel like i'm supposed to be happy right now i think it works great in a movie like evil dead where they're trying to unsettle you and they're trying to make it look weird and and off the wall and like everything's shot with these super wide angle lenses you know so and everything's fast and frenetic and and the movement is so you know so bizarre and over the top and you got you got that great demon camera and stuff yeah in a movie like that it works great in something like this it's it's very bizarre but then the whole rest of this thing is bizarre too so i guess i guess it's in keeping with this just generally strange aesthetic that they've established 
established. Yeah, it doesn't get any less weird. Father Frost does find Nastika, and she's freezing to death, essentially, and then he runs back and forth for some reason. I don't really, I think I missed something with that, because he does that same thing later. He's got to test first whether she's a good girl. Oh, okay. And the way to tell if someone's a good girl is when they're freezing to death, you ask them, are you cold? And they say, no, I'm not cold, I'm warm. That's what lets you know if she's a good person or not. Okay, so I'll just not go to there's, hell if I'm like, There's nothing not fucking cold. creepy and horrifying about that. And then something really sad happens. A birdie lands on his scepter and then it freezes. And yeah, it, he, just, it just turns into a block of ice. Yeah, he's not magic enough. I figured he was going to be like, I'm magic. Look, I can make it come back to life. And he's like, nope, anything that touches this thing is fucked. Yeah. And then uh, that turns out not to be the case. Yeah, clearly. He doesn't know his own shit. Get your shit together, yeah. magic guy. I, I I think he's just like, yep, everything's everything's been dead that I've that I've tried touching with it. I tried diddling my dog with it, and it froze to death. And I smacked a cat with it, and it froze to death. <laughs> he is going to save her, though. And in, a, in kind of a cool little, little thing, he claps his hands, and he summons his sled, and it pops up out of the snow, which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah, that was fun. He's a very apt character for this movie in that he's, he's mildly upsetting to look at and he's over the top and jolly but terrifying you know yeah so he works really well in this movie yeah he is not fucking santa claus let me tell you even (laughs) i i'd I'd take tim allen over this guy I don't even like Tim Allen. So he he whisks her back to his house that has a floor made of solid ice. And he's like, are you warm now? No, she's not <laughs> fucking warm. She's going to freeze to death in your house of ice, you dipshit. But apparently, you know, I mean, you, you can't ask her that question. She's just going to be like, yeah, I'm warm. Yeah, because she's a good person. So so apparently, apparently goodness means denying that you have any needs whatsoever. And there's a cat now? What the fuck? fuck am i looking at yeah that's baba yaga's cat she's like hey cat go kill that bitch nastica before that ivan dickhole gets to her (laughs) and so the cat's like all right what's the purpose of that was the was that explained why does she want because she hates ivan and ivan wants nastica so she's like yeah this makes perfect sense i'm not going to take on ivan i'm going to kill the girl he loves because okay you know (laughs) justice dude even scrubbing through this it's too long So then, uh, you know, the cat the cat darts away and tricks Nastika. Well, Nastika finds the cat, and she's a good person. So she's like, come here, kitty, I love you, blah, 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 pet, 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 love. And then the cat runs away and darts past, but not touching, the staff, which dipshit Santa Claus, Jack Frost, has left in the middle of the fucking room, standing in the middle of the room, because that is a great idea when you've got a human who can't touch it. Yeah, just put it right in the middle of the room, and she touches it and fades into almost non-existence and falls asleep rather than freezing solid so that's you know clearly it has different effects on different species while all that's going on the dog is trying to be all lassie about everything and he's like hey come on we got we got to do a thing uh because ivan shows up like outside their door or something he's kind of outside their house a little bit but he's like oh yeah and then the dog no no uh ivan ivan is following the sled but the sled loses him because the sled can just zip over these snow drifts and stuff which by the way how many takes did some of those shots take because they couldn't just cgi that perfect snow back in they had to actually have perfect snow there and then have this sled zip across it i don't know how they control they it's probably on like a fishing line or something but they had to to stretch it across all that clean snow without damaging it. That 
that actually was the most impressive part of this movie to me was like wow they really like it really looks like that sleds zipping across perfectly fresh snow and then along comes Yvonne trudging through you know like in waist deep Russian winter snow and then the dog comes along and the dog's like hey Yvonne I'll show you the way and Father Frost gets back to his house and he notices that she's on the floor and he's like oh my god what have I done all this dumb shit god what an idiot fuck this guy oh and she turns the pig sled into a real piggy I love pigs dude they're so fucking cute and then she feeds it ham not that a pig is above that pig would totally eat it I, I, I realize that but it's still fucked up in fairness uh, if somebody gave me a nice person steak I'd totally eat it I do like pork so that apparently human flesh tastes like pork so there you go <laughs> I'm not saying I'm above trying it but uh, I probably wouldn't go around bragging about it you'll only go a little crazy fine i guess it all depends there's a chemical in human flesh that if we eat it it puts holes in our brain and makes us go crazy really yeah yeah i told that to rachel once and she didn't believe me and i'm like dude fucking seriously look look that shit up because i've I've heard that uh, before and she she looked it up and sure enough i can't remember what it was called it's like it's a condition that you get from it but yeah it's a thing here ivan's ivan's at the house yvonne whatever the fuck so he didn't really do anything no he's just kind of like hey i'm yvonne and i'm gorgeous and she's like oh i need some of that russian dick yeah, she just kind of popped up and he's like, hey, we're getting married now, right? She's and like, bro, of course. Everybody's happy except the witch lady and Mashugada. Who? Marfushka. Marfushka. Oh, and this is what I texted you about last night. <laughs> it cuts to her fucking putting nuts in her mouth and like smashing her jaw and like. Chest- <laughs> she tosses a chestnut in her mouth. <laughs> punches herself in the jaw so that the nut cracks <laughs> chews and spits the, the shell out <laughs> it's it's pretty metal there's more gentle child abuse beating the shit out of her kid with something mm-hmm. what is good she times with good time? times in good times in the eastern block oh she just slapped her oh and then there's another lollipop oh those lollipops are creepy we're almost done here dude we have we have t- uh, 12 minutes left of this good fucking lord this takes forever <laughs> Well, we still have to cover the return of of Nastika. Oh my god. Marfushka's attempt at getting married and Ivan's run in with with the bandits and baba yaga oh yeah right 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 and the and the wedding so we're back at home with ivan and nastika and all their jewels and white horses and their sleigh and yeah they come they come rolling into town on these horses that looks like that look like the guitar players for this trans-siberian orchestra fuck yeah that'd be way more with this this. flowing blonde long hair and now Nastika and Ivan are going to be rich because he got a bunch of Legos. I don't <laughs> don't know what those are supposed to be exactly. I think they're supposed to be rubies or something. I don't know. And then Jack Frost fades into the background looking like he's going to go jack off while watching these two. Wouldn't you? They're, well, I mean, Nastika is pretty good looking. Ivan, eh, not so much. Okay. Not my, he's no Ryan Gosling, I'll say that. Yeah, no, no kidding, right? Right after that, it cuts to... Uh, God, what the fuck is her name again? Marfushka. And Marfushka, she's, yeah. She's looking like this fat, sad lump sitting there drinking, eating a bunch of shit. A lot <laughs> of shit. She like has her lap full of food and she just hasn't stopped eating the whole time. And then along comes Jack Frost and he walks up to her just like he did Nastika. He's like, are you cold, child? She's like, fuck yeah, I'm cold. <laughs> Jesus Christ, so fucking cold. out. I'm freezing. My hands are frozen. What's wrong with you? And he's like, hmm, I'll try this again. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he he walks around the other side of the tree like a child molester and he's like are you cold child <laughs> it's like what the fuck did i just tell you yes and then he's like fine i'm not molesting you today not with that <laughs> attitude and then she gets aggro on his ass and is like give me the dowry and the give me a husband husband motherfucker <laughs> i know back in these days it was like you know a thing but Wow, are we still not done yet, for fuck's sake? There's only the bandit encounter and the wedding left to go, I think. I oh, hope. No, well, I mean, she returns to town, of course, on a sleigh pulled by pigs, and uh, her dowry is a chest full of crows. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was kind of awesome. So, yeah, here, here's the bandits and the and the crazy witch lady, and she's doing stuff, and then there's the white horses. Baba Yaga recruits the bandits to, uh, to fuck up Nastiga and yvonne's shit because they're on their way somewhere i don't know where i don't know they're engaged at this point but they're not married so they can't fuck according to russian law because he's not her father <laughs> uh, ew so <laughs> oh yep and then they're now they're 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 fighting the bandits and shit and then we get a nice little payoff after a big fight scene where yvonne Lit- kicks their literally asses. the only setup payoff moment in this entire movie <laughs> the whole rest of the movie everything comes out of fucking nowhere but they actually did set this gag up at the beginning of the movie and i i have to say it's actually it's quite satisfying when those fucking clubs start coming out of the sky and he f- gets knocked out all of them get don't, knocked don't, out by their stupid little clothes and then it's just him and him and baba yaga and then he cuts off her head no i wish dude that'd be fucking awesome now what did he do he did something she tries to get him with this weird little barrel thing over his head but then he puts it over her head and kicks oh, her in the butt. That, oh and then yeah and then just kicks her and off she goes oh yeah. that's right he and he broke her broom so she can't fly ha <laughs> bitch he took away her ability to fly and now they're happy and well they're happy marfushka gets gets a ride back with three little pigs and a sled with no oh does that did that not happen until until after the bandit fight yeah apologies for the spoilers yep but the pigs are cute so that's good i mean they look a lot like her but they're they're cute when they (laughs) and then oh the crows again that there there's a couple cool moments in this i do enjoy i like the crow thing and more child abuse then she does that thing where she's like i'm gonna smack you but i love you all right they're married it's over for fuck's sake we don't want to forget the mo what i don't know for me was the weirdest and almost most hilarious part of this movie which is the very last line of the movie is it was a beautiful wedding and nobody touched water the end is that what she said the implication of that being that the mark of a beautiful wedding is everybody getting so shit faced (laughs) that they can't even see the next day well in fairness weddings are dumb so yeah like apparently that's what a beautiful wedding is 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 nobody touches water it's just hard alcohol all night i hate weddings so if i drank that's where i would drink yeah i can i can dig that i'm kind of thankful for covid because nobody got fucking married this summer Because well, I'm constantly it like stop some people. Well, that's true. But I'm constantly like, Rachel, why do you make me do this? Why do you like we gotta support them? I'm like, why? You hate her fucking boyfriend. I don't understand why. <laughs> and she's like, We gotta support him. I'm like, I don't need to. I don't know them. I don't even like them. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> 
<laughs> all right so anyways that was that was father frost 1964 we have one more that we're going to cover it's the little probably a little more popular at least in america rankin bass's jack frost from 1979 this one's a little shorter but i also don't have it handy on here and i don't want to put on tubi again because last time we tried that it fucking played ads all the way through and that's really okay loud. this one's this one's a little easier to follow i i don't think either of us will have any trouble remembering how it went i already forgot what you just <laughs> you might not drink but you're drunk on angst right now because i'm just just being salty because i had to watch this dumb shit it's <laughs> <laughs> so surly that's what i fucking said i said that exact same thing today i somebody t- was talking to me and i'm like i'm just i'm feeling surly today <laughs> So I did not realize that, okay, shifting gears to Jack Frost 1979, the Rankin-Bass Spectacular, which I was aware of before we did this, although I had never seen it. I did not realize that Buddy Hackett narrates the whole thing, because if you're going to get a narrator, of course, when I think narrators, I think Morgan Freeman. Yeah, pretty much just Morgan Freeman and Buddy Hackett. All right, so Jack Frost 1979, what the fuck happens in this one? Well, this is the story of Jack Frost. The end. Again, we open with a cute little song. So this one's this one's a little more feel good than that one, I think. Uh, Rankin Bass also did the Thundercats, and I gotta say, if I recall correctly, because one of the one of the very first episodes we ever recorded was a was a review of Thundercats, and the animation, although that episode never made it to air, the animation was top notch. I I thought it was heads and tails above anything that was out back in those days. I mean, you're talking GI Joe, you're talking He Man, you're talking Transformers. That's until you get out of the intro, and then it just looks like the same crappy animation from every other show. <laughs> That's that's what I noticed, particularly about those 80s cartoons. Now, the Ninja Turtles fared pretty well in that regard. I think that one had probably the best animation overall of all those 80s shows, which yeah. is probably why it lasted as long as it did. Yeah, I'll give you that. Even even that one, the intro was so fucking much cooler than the actual show. That yeah, That's the that's enough. the only issue with all those shows. Transformers, G.I. Joe, Thundercats, He-Man, all the coolest intros, and then the show starts and you're like, wow, nobody's moving. Nobody's doing anything. They're just kind of <laughs> Because that, that shit costs money, man. You just animate the lips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, you know, every once in a while you get the hip movements when they're walking <laughs> speaking of well, animation, we're not talking though, about thundercats no. or he-man or teenage mutant ninja turtles we're talking about jack frost but we can you know we can swoop back around and talk about the animation because all these rankin bass shows from this era like i think their first one was rudolph the red-nosed reindeer which is one that every single person in the fucking world has seen yes multiple times yeah and i feel like they peaked with that one honestly <laughs> And then, yeah, this one's yeah. not on that level. It's all really old-fashioned. They get married, and you have to have this and this and this in order to have a happy life and all that shit. Yeah, you have to have a house, a wife, a horse, and a bag of gold. <laughs> like, and he has he has less than three months to get it. Like, wow. Well, yeah, and then by the end of the movie... Expectations were different back then, weren't they? By the end of the movie, he's like, oh, you have an hour. Good luck. <laughs> So, of course, the framing device here is the is Buddy Hackett doing the narrating, but there's also a... As as the Groundhog Day Groundhog, it should be noted. Yeah, and he has a name that I can't remember. Neither can I, but he's he's a groundhog. Oh, he's Pardon Me Pete. Oh, that's right. Pardon Me Pete. Yep. And his thing, him and... He is he is the Punxsutawney Phil, Phil of his era. That, yeah, this came out a whole, like, five years before that movie. Wait, when did Groundhog Day come out? <laughs> <laughs> this came out, like, 12 years before that movie, somewhere like that this was 1979 yeah groundhog day was like 92 oh was it was it in the 90s am i fucking crazy it was 
at least 92 because I was living with my dad when I saw it and I didn't move in with him until 92. Oh yeah, 93. Wow. Yeah, well, I'm wrong shit. I'll admit that occasionally. So yeah, 14 years. Nice. Well, never fucking mind then. Caddyshack. How about the gopher? That's a gopher. Fuck. Anyways, pardon me, Pete. God damn it. So he worked out a deal with Jack Frost. I don't know. Does that even discussed in the beginning? I don't remember. Jack Frost will be his shadow so that Jack can get six more weeks of winter and pardon me, Pete can get six more weeks of sleep because apparently he's a lazy piece of shit just like me. I would totally make that deal, man. If I could sleep for six weeks, fuck yeah. I don't really know where to start because I really don't remember what happens in this movie, even though I've been watching this one since I was a little kid. I had it on VHS. So you did see this one before. Yeah. Because this was the first time for me. And with the way my brain was going when I was actually watching it, I meant to go back and be like, oh, I'm going to watch it again because the subtitles, the auto-generated subtitles on Amazon Prime for this fucking movie were hilariously weird. Can you give me an example? No, but I can tell you that whatever entity, whatever machine thought that they were talking about Jews at one point. <laughs> is that the is that the gypsy part or No, like the it literally said it literally capitalized the word Jew. Anyway, so Jack Frost lives up in the fucking in the clouds, I guess, where him and his buddies work on making snowflakes and they're making winter, essentially, is what the deal is. Yeah, and the uh, the the cloud city or whatever it's called is is ruled by Father Winter. Isn't it Father Winter? Yeah, Father Winter. And he's got like a whole bunch of, he's got a whole bunch of friends. He's got Snip and what, what, Holly, was, what was the little girl's name? Holly, Holly the Snow Sprite or whatever. What was the guy? What was the dude's name? The the uh, the, the snow shoveling dude or whatever. He had a really ridiculous name. Oh, he wasn't voiced. Was he not voiced? Shit. No, he he just appears for a moment. But he's got some kind of really ridiculous name, like like Pardon Me Pete. You know, it's 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 something on that level. I should note that uh, that in the credits, I noticed that uh, there was a little a little Charles Band level nepotism going on here because the music <laughs> department had someone named Bass little full moon action predecessors here's something fun charles band got his inspiration from these guys um this was a a joint effort between america and japan all the cinematography was by japanese artists yeah wow yeah that's interesting and it aired on nbc december 13th 1979 that was the original release oh wow december 1979 so i'm almost a year older than this movie (laughs) oh you old fuck it came out at the end of 79 and i came out at the beginning yes I, i was a zero year old uh so what's the plot of this piece of shit so essentially jack frost rescues this chick she's she's got a family like a a poor russian family and we we hear about kubla kraus and how he likes to take all the money and all the everything from everybody and her dad hides a fucking coin in his shoe and shit but she's off fucking messing around on the ice and then kubla kraus comes and rides his steel steam-powered horse called clank stomper on the ice and yes. breaks it and then she almost she's on a fucking ice thing and she goes she's off on, a yeah she's just on a sheet of yeah. ice and it's floating towards the waterfall and jack frost is like zooms in and blows his frosty breath on that water and and she just floats down over the waterfall like she's on a 
like she's fucking Mary Poppins with an umbrella. Like, if that was an option, why would that not have been an option if the water was still raging? How the fuck did he save anybody if she had that ability from the beginning? Well, she doesn't. He did. He didn't do that. He just froze the ice. Oh, well, and if you're he right. froze the if he froze the ice, why didn't Hershey device stick in there? I mean, that's how fucking ice works. It's not like a lone piece of ice in the middle of a bunch of ice is just gonna keep rolling on its own business. You know, you're blowing my like, fucking mind, man. I never thought of that i thought he floated her down no he didn't float her down she floated down on her own like she was riding a fucking hand glider hang glider excuse me but on top so yeah that starts the whole thing i guess because and then she's like i love you jack frost and he's like i think i might be in love with this human girl hey father winter make me a human so i can go fuck and he's like yeah right no his his (laughs) motives are a little more pure than that you know it's like you made me want to create joy in the human world but how can i experience that how can i share the joy if i'm not human really he just wants to fuck i don't blame him that's a good looking doll and then she probably sings some song about how jack frost makes her horny i don't know i'm speculating i don't remember anybody i'm jack frost and she's my girl i don't know Uh, so he does he does get to be human but father winter's like uh this guy's a dipshit so i think we need to send a couple people down there to help him out and so he sends snip and holly the ice sprite or whatever the fuck she is yeah so who the fuck where are all these snowflakes coming from if snip is down as a human like it's gonna be a snowless winter man they worked all year to make it to make the snow oh is that it i think but snip was taking new orders in that opening scene they were like we need 10 million flakes for minnesota tomorrow morning he's like all right i'll get on it well then let's assume that he has a a workforce of winter making slaves or something buddy hackett said he made every single snowflake himself well you're overthinking this all right let's god damn it (laughs) i want some intellectual consistency to this plot i need the refuge of logic and reason after the horror show of nonsense (laughs) that was father frost though this this one i can tell you was way easier to follow he becomes human you know he has like whatever a few months to find his find a wife a house a bag of gold and a horse all of which he gets in like the last 45 minutes of his existence except he the wife. Get any of them before that no he doesn't but he tries real hard but this fucking blonde haired pretty boy shows up and fucks everything up for him a knight in golden armor so look let's be honest she just loved him for his money oh no shit man yeah and you, you know and the the balls on this dude right he grows up in this town then he goes off gets rich in another city and then rolls in to snipe the hottest girl in town you know he's leaving as soon as as soon as he's got her under his belt there he's, he's, he's just like getting the fuck out of dodge taking all the hotties with us i would too that town looks awful especially with that douchebag kubla kraus all over the place <laughs> who we haven't really talked about him he's the villain of the story and he's probably the best part he is the thing that makes me believe this is uh one of those mccarthy era style attacks on capitalism because (laughs) he is very clearly capitalism embodied he takes all the money he takes all the taxes and he has all the innovative technology at his disposal meanwhile (laughs) everybody else is living in poverty but what happens jack frost the russian folklore tale comes along destroys kubla krauss's technology and takes over his house and what's gonna happen 
It's share the wealth time to all you little good little commie pieces of shit. This is a, a red conspiracy, I'm telling you. We're indoctrinating the children. It's no wonder everybody grows up and thinks Bernie Sanders is electable. He was, wasn't he? Apparently not according to the Democratic National Convention. Sorry, I didn't mean to make it political. I did have that thought about, gee, I wonder if this is some kind of like communist fable or something like that, you know, like Dunn McCarthy era style, you know? But uh, yeah, I think, it may, you know, a little bit, maybe a little bit. Anyway. Anyways, Jack fucking Frost, man. But Jack fucking Frost. Kubla Krauss, specifically. I like all of his weird little creatures that he made, I guess. Because apparently he's like a tech genius for his era. What era is this, by the way? It's clearly not based in the 70s. No, none of them are. They're all like 1800s, early 1900s, somewhere in there. But then we open on a newscaster, you know, People Magazine covers of Pardon Me Pete. So that clearly takes place in the modern era and jack frost met pardon me pete while he was you know at least still alive whether or not you know i mean i don't know how long groundhogs live but (laughs) immediately after the story takes place jack frost met pardon me pete or at least that's the implication because or no because no it took place at the end of the story because jack frost wanted six more weeks of winter to snow in kubla kraus oh shit you're right fuck so this took place in pardon me pete's lifetime and pardon me pete was on the cover of time and people magazines in the 70s so i don't know how long groundhogs live you know you you know what you're doing right now you're blowing my mind again just like with that ice thing i never thought about that Uh, so apparently pardon me pete is 200 years old yeah yeah let's say that i'm okay with that because like i said i don't know how old the groundhogs live for all i know probably not 200 years they're not fucking turtles or so you think sir well maybe anyways fucking i should have taken more notes i have no idea what the fuck i'm even talking about right now jack frost wants to has to be a tailor because he has snip scissors and they're like oh we need a tailor in this town which is a weird thing to say but i mean i guess that's a thing and apparently being a tailor is just that fucking easy that you can just lie your way in to it and he does apparently successfully people the town loves him it's not like by the end of the thing they're all like that fucking tailor screwed up my suit (laughs) no everybody loves him but that's why the knight shows up he's like oh i'm gonna i I need a tailor and jack's like i can't mend armor dumbass get out of here (laughs) then he's like but you can mend my cape (laughs) actually sir i was talking about my cape yeah (laughs) get out of here you blonde fuck you're gonna cock block me Jack Frost clearly, he clearly sees this guy for exactly what he is from the beginning. A fucking stud. A stud who's here to take his girl. Well, if he wasn't such a fucking dork, then maybe he wouldn't lose her. The trouble is he wasn't straight with her. He wasn't like, look, I'm Jack Frost. You know, that guy you're magically in love with all your life? I'm him. Let's let's bump uglies. Be like, ooh, yes, Jack Daddy. I guess. Is that how Chick talked back then? Jack Daddy. That sounds <laughs> accurate, yes. Completely right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that is 100% accurate. But you know what? I'm real realizing that i don't think a lot happens in this movie no it's only like it's only like it's 45 minutes yeah. long huh. so he yeah he, he rolls into town <laughs> he sets himself up as a tailor and then next thing you know kubla kraus is like i'm gonna get me some of that little doll pussy and he kidnaps the girl and so everybody sets off for the castle and fucking golden armor douche actually gets her and then jack frost is still like <laughs> trying to get into the castle for some reason i don't know why maybe he realized kubla kraus is gonna wreak havoc on the village for them rescuing her or something. Is that what happened? I don't know. That sounds right to me. You know who we didn't talk about, though? Kubla Krause's little puppet? Oh, yeah. The little uh, Yes Man puppet who, who he mutters empty compliments to himself through. Yes. There's he, nothing pathetic about that. It's like 
Jeff Dunham only worse than Jeff Dunham already is. Oh boy. Yeah. What does that does that sting Montana? Who you fucking they love Jeff Dunham over there. And what is what what is the thing's name is like Dommy or something? He calls him. I have no idea, dude. I I'm shit with names, and I didn't take notes on this one almost at all. I think the only the only notes I took were that I don't think <laughs> ice money is a sound economic strategy. <laughs> yeah, they do. They have ice money because that that's why everybody loves winter so much. Because when they when when <laughs> everything freezes they can make their own ice coins and the economy they're works. just sawing icicles into coins and suddenly the economy's booming because that makes perfect sense apparently everybody is two years old in this town i mean hey if it works it works i guess that's true because it's, not, mean, it's it not like they have any money or anything it's so bad that they there's a scene where they're pretending to give each other a christmas present and they're singing that dumb song it's just what i always wanted blah, 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 blah. oh that's right i forgot about it oh my god and then the one thing that bothered me about that okay okay it's fine they're like being appreciative and just kind of having fun but then snip and holly get completely overlooked they don't hand them the box looks like they got iced out i don't know what the fuck that means is that i'm here all week folks is that a term that people use iced out i've heard it okay well (laughs) i haven't so it must not really be real then i'm being that guy today I, just, I love the part where I, I can't remember exactly what moment it's at, but when Jack's hat, Jack pops a hat boner because of Elisa. I can't remember exactly what happens, but something happens and suddenly his hat goes, Doing! She probably kisses him on the cheek or something. Oh, that might be it, yeah. Then there's the Knights. He has the Knights. They're not Knights, they're Knights. That's right. That was that was kind of clever. The Knights named Knick, Keneal, and, you know, like they all had names like that. K-N names. And then, yeah, they, they came up with like three or four of them, and then he's like, and then the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, Jack and Snip and Holly all get captured by Kubla and, and his Knights and get locked up. And that's when Jack, he very selflessly gives up his humanity so he can go save the town because Kubla's going to fuck it up with his Knights because yep. Elisa decided to go to get rescued. Fucking selfish bitch. And also uh, the, the, the night boyfriend gets injured and shit too. But That's and, right. He does because, um, wait, what happens that he gets injured he was fighting the knights to get to get her out and oh that's gets, right and he, he takes one yeah. to the shoulder or something yep. like that and then it's like the florence nightingale effect like in back to the future and she falls in love with him while they're fucking while they're taking care of him and next thing you know she's mending his bone so jack <laughs> he renounces his humanity yes. so that he can snow in kubla kraus kubla kraus the cossack right. king kubla kraus the cossack king he 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 snows him in and so he it's like the the most vicious winter that there's ever been even the even the mountains are covered in snow meaning like snow up to the level of the mountains but just around the castle just yes. around the castle jack spends all of his energy doing that and then springtime's coming and kubla kraus is like all right time to fuck them villagers up and then jack's like hey i'm gonna strike a deal because father winter is like i have to obey the signs of nature there's a creature and if it sees its shadow and jack's like it's cloudy he'll never see a shadow so i'm gonna go be a shadow Six more weeks of winter. Six more weeks so of Jack- winter, so he has like a whole hour for some fucking reason to get down there. No, no, no. They have the six weeks of winter, and then the six weeks of winter 
power up and father winter is like all right there's different signs now so i gotta winter's gotta go we gotta usher in springtime oh that's and right Jack's that's right like yeah hey you said i could you said i could be human till winter's over he's like all right you got till noon it's 11 a.m yeah. yeah that's right because he he calls on the six more weeks of winter to make sure that kubla kraus is still stuck in his fucking castle with all the knights and shit and apparently everybody recognizes that spring starts at noon yeah apparently world. but like then the, like the stroke of noon jack frost does get his ass down there and he manages to steal Kubla's castle and his horse and he has a bunch of gold and he's like one thing left I'm gonna get a wife so he goes down to Elisa and her dad's there and he's like yeah she doesn't like you man she, yeah, she's, she, she loves she, that she, Aryan she guy herself, she found herself uh, a sugar daddy so fuck off yeah then he's, those were his exact words <laughs> I wish. Oh, man. This movie would be so much better. <laughs> this children's movie took a dark turn. But yeah, and that's pretty much it for that. And then, yeah, and then Jack is like, all right, I'm going to fuck off. And and then, pardon me, Pete is like, and I loved getting the extra six weeks of sleep so much that Jack and I do it every year. It's pretty That's my cute. shitty buddy Hackett impression. That was better than I could do, so there you go. That was a train wreck right near the end because I, again, I watched it once like on Saturday or some shit. Even though, even though I've seen it a bunch growing up, I still, my memory's not what it used to be. In fact, it's pretty rough. Like, my brain barely works these days. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like in there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just my <laughs> microphone was really dusty. I just realized I haven't dusted it, and it's just been sitting here gathering dust. And you picked the perfect time to fucking blow on it. Well, I waited until you were quiet so you could edit it out if you wanted, and then you made a joke out of it. <laughs> it stays in. That's called improv, everybody. Look at us. We're good at this. No, we're not, but that's okay. We can pretend. Yeah, I fucked up your shit, and then you yes-anded me. I did. See, I'm awesome. Do we need to fucking throw any thoughts out there about these two? I, <laughs> I say Father Frost watch it uh jack frost watch it if you give a shit but otherwise you can probably skip this one Rankin bass jack frost is uh it's not a must see or anything like that it's far from their best work it's got its moments but uh overall yeah like it's not enough of a train wreck to be really entertaining in the way that father frost aka occasionally jack frost is so yeah if if i had to if i had to pick out of these two i'm definitely leaning into the hard russian i say watch the weird shit yeah yeah absolutely don't watch it alone because you'll be bored but you watch it with somebody else so you can laugh at it and make jokes the whole time yeah crack wise you know do get a little mystery science theater on but you know like you don't have to actually watch mystery science theater you can just make it yourself that's what i say that's my two cents i'm gonna get my kids together and be like hey you want to see something weird i i can't imagine my fucking kids sitting down there and watching this they, their heads would explode except for lydia lydia's fine she she watched fucking thanks killing three with me all the way through so yeah i was gonna say lydia's a she's she's pretty game on the movie front she uh how old is she they're they're pretty young and she was they're, like they're yeah, eight thanks yeah. killing. let's do it so yeah for my money <laughs> go with jack frost 1964 the russians make pretty good weird shit i have to give it to them you know all the stuff follow us on everything at the shark pod and donate to our patreon if you feel like it at patreon.com slash sharks across hollywood and you know audible trial.com also slash sharks across hollywood and that about does it doesn't it we will be back next week or in a couple weeks with jack frost and also jack frost jacking our way through the holidays i had to say it until then stay jossum